Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with founder and CEO of Wall Printer USA, Paul Barron. He is an engaging, larger-than-life entrepreneur. He was originally trained as a mathematics teacher and started his career as a high school math teacher. But after several years, he found his entrepreneurial soul pulling at him. He ultimately decided to leave the teaching profession to focus his skills in business and help others start and grow new businesses. He has started and owned a series of retail stores, high-technology software, communication hardware, consumer packaged goods, and machinery firms. Enjoy this interview. Hey, thanks for taking a minute out today. I appreciate it. Sure. Before we get into your being the founder and CEO of Wallpinner USA and kind of your background, you know, we've gone through quite a time with COVID over the last couple of years, and I'm wondering, how did you survive that time period, and how did it change the way that not only you live, but the way that you go about your business? Well, specifically to this particular business, you might have uh, not considered me to be the smartest uh, tack in the box, so to speak, or sharpest tack in the box, as the expression would go, when I founded this business after making a big investment in a technology and a product that nobody has ever seen or heard about in late 2019, when the world stopped in 2020 and stopped people from traveling to see anything, much less something brand new to invest in as a career or business choice. Um, but at the same time, um, it allowed people to rethink their lives and their businesses by being forced uh, by circumstance to work remotely, um, perhaps getting laid off um, on the unfortunate side of things as companies were downsizing or slowing down as a result of COVID. And as such, people were exploring new opportunities and new avenues for their career paths. And so they were forced to be at home um, looking at uh various aspects of their lives, not the least of which might be their environments physically, whether that be in their businesses that weren't seeing the the traffic of people coming in. Uh, people were looking to renovate um, and innovate their environments um, if they had the money and the time to do it if that, at the, as a direct result of, of COVID limiting people's travel and movements and working, forcing people to work remotely. On our end, um, rather than laying people off, we were starting a business, and I was adding to our headcount by driving uh, those areas that could take advantage not only of the needs of our business to learn and support customers for a new product, a vertical printing machine, um, while not a new technology. Uh, the technology was developed over 15 years ago in Southeast Asia, um, but I brought it here to North America as the first company to establish a footprint on, on U.S. soil and serving, servicing the North American and South American markets. Uh, but here we were with a machine that nobody had ever seen or heard about that printed digital images onto wall surfaces, any wall, indoors or outdoors. Um, I had to develop a team to support those customers on how to use the machines, the training, um, the maintenance. Uh, and, and just basically um, their day-to-day -day operations. On my end, I had to introduce this to people and that had never seen this before, employing people in social media and utilizing Instagram, Facebook, YouTube channels, um, TikTok, um, Instagram, Reddit, all the other uh, social media uh, marketing avenues that are there to introduce a product or service um, to audiences locally. And so we did that. And for 10 months, we didn't sell anything. We built up the market. We identified who would be the best high-value customers for this product. And then come August of 2020, we sold our first unit. 
And now fast forward two years into COVID and beyond, hopefully, um, we got 100 new customers. We're selling about one to new territories a week because our business model is to provide an exclusive territory as well as the machines to introduce digital wall printing services um, to local communities. And we've now developed a floor printing machine as well in the past two years. And so uh, we're, we're thriving, and so are our customers who are developing their own businesses, servicing their local markets, uh, delivering beautiful wall art, um, indoors, outdoors, restaurants, schools, hospitals, residences, um, any place there's a wall. You know, it's interesting. I know some people that are in the printing business, more of the repair side of things, but the thing I don't think people realize is how prolific printing is. It is all around, and there is always the potential to print. I mean, can you elaborate on that a little bit? I mean, how do you feel about it? Well, you know, I, I look for markets, of course, where there are opportunities, where you've actually got a, a, a problem out there and you're offering a solution to solve that problem. I don't think anybody should go into a business or product development, software development, or any kind of a service offering if there isn't really a problem out there and a need for it. So with that said, you know, the ways to put not so much printing as you as you ask, but because printing can include signage, it can include artwork, it can include text, like the menu of a restaurant on the on a glass window to its uh, building. Uh, but it, it also is uh, a way to deliver um, art. And the way to put art on walls, traditionally, you can have wallpaper, you can have vinyl stickers, you can have um, a framed painting, um, you can have some kind of a canvas print. Um, you know, you could... There are very limited ways to put artwork on walls and to have the ability to take any digital art, um, blow it up to any size at all and put that onto any wall surface, indoors or outdoors. I felt that there was a great opportunity for that. And so uh, and, and I'm not alone. I mean, when I entered this business three years ago. Um, there are already 10 years of track record and over 500 businesses confined pretty much to Southeast Asia where the technology was developed, um, a little bit in Middle East and South and Europe and in Russia, Australia, but mostly confined to Southeast Asia until I brought it here to the United States. And then again, the ways to deliver art are very limited. Now there are things that we are that we aren't that other solutions are that we are not. We're not like vinyl stickers that could be used to wrap a vehicle with artwork. Um, we don't we don't do that. We don't do curved surfaces. We do vertical walls. Um, they don't have to be smooth walls. They could be brick. They could be concrete. Um, they could be stucco. It could be a garage door. Recesses. Um, it could be a truck um, that has rivets on it. But um, uh, but at the same time, uh, any wall, indoors or outdoors, can be used uh, with a wall printer. And, uh, again, signage, as you mentioned, with the printing industry, um, signage is something you can do as well. You can print fine text or you can print artwork. It makes no difference. Give, give our machines any digital art format, any what they call a vector formatted image uh, that could be developed uh, in the tools of the trade of the graphics artists and graphics designers and printers, um, such as Adobe Photoshop or um, Corel Draw, Adobe Illustrator, those types of solutions um, will produce digital artwork that could be expanded to any size at all um, onto any wall. So, yeah, signage, printing, it's an, another way to to, uh, to deliver that service. Talk to me a little bit about how this journey into printing began for you. Go, let's, go, go back to you know where you were born and raised and kind of how you grew up <laughs> and get this fascination. Well, I'm I'm 70 years old, so we don't have to go back to Bol 
Paul was born at a young age and moved from there. Um, but suffice to say that, that and, you know, after graduating college with a math degree and teaching for a couple of years, high school mathematics, I also opened up a business, a small tennis sporting goods shop, uh, because that's how I put myself through college, supplementing the good graces of my parents' um, funding of my education. Um, I, I made money by stringing tennis rackets for the uh, school's athletic department. And then after I graduated college, along with a, a teaching job that I took for stability at the time, um, because that was the path my parents always dreamed for me, um, I also opened up a sporting goods store, a tennis specialty shop, and that was very successful. I grew it to three stores, and that was my entry into the world of business. Um, I learned a lot about vendors, about customer relationships, uh, buying products, supply chain, things like that. Um, and I moved on from there into various other uh, businesses. Um, I kind of fancy myself as a product and service agnostic kind of person, um, meaning that um, I learned along the way the hats I enjoyed, the ones I, I didn't like so much. I didn't like the administrative aspects to a lot of business, uh, the bookkeeping, the financial, the legal, um, and hiring and the firing. But I did like uh, the customer relationships and, and managing uh, the relationships as they would start and grow uh, for my business as well as for theirs. Uh, and so I ended up finding a niche for myself, uh, again, without getting too long and drawn into it, um, finding um, American audiences for foreign companies' products here in the United States, being to articulate their business value. Um, I represented a, a Russian technology company with audio, video, communications, and navigation solutions to American manufacturers of, of products that could use those types of technology. Um, I developed um, a relationship with an Australian self-service dog wash manufacturer, a Chinese headband headphone for children, an Austrian baby bottle manufacturer, um, and all along as a hired gun, kind of helping these companies find their high-value audiences here in the United States and Canada, sometimes South America, uh, but more often than not, um, helping them grow. Um, and that could have been either with revenue and new customer engagements and acquisition or vendor relationships, strategic partnerships, helping these companies position themselves for exit. Um, that was what I did pretty much as a hired gun. I uh, retired a couple of times over the years uh, later on and then uh, vowed really never to do anything unless I really found it interesting enough to invest and take a piece of myself. That opportunity came up with this vertical printing machine. Um, Again, without getting too long into the story of it, uh, I don't know how much time we really have to, to go into something like this, but at, at the short version is I developed a relationship with the original manufacturer of this technology because it's something I just found online. It was presented to me, and uh, I decided to invest in it. They accepted uh, my offer for a relationship. Um, I own the rights to market this product and sell this product, service it, support it, um, inventory it in my warehouse in Wilmington, North Carolina, and create business opportunities for people everywhere in Canada, the United States, Central America, Mexico, South America, the Caribbean. Uh, these are all the markets that I service today from our Wilmington, North Carolina location. In the world of business, who do you admire the most? Who would be someone that you might want to meet or someone that you've historically looked up to? Well, I've spent so much time in my own businesses. I haven't had much time to really look around me. Um, but, you know, I've taken tidbits from people throughout my path. Uh, you can always learn. Um, you know, I, I don't know what I don't know um, is the saying I always like to say. So, um, you know, every every 
interaction with somebody is a uh, is a learning experience as far as I can I can benefit from it. And so as a result of that, um, you know, I've admired not any of the big celebrity names that people typically respond with, like, you know, Stephen Jobs and, you know, Bill Gates and and other, you know, well-known celebrities or, or business success stories. Um, it's more the it's more the stories you hear along the way of, of how people succeed. Like people ask me all the time, you know, what the definition of a, a good CEO is. And somebody told me a long time ago, and I still believe it today and try to live up to it. Um, the good leader today is somebody who is smart enough to hire great people to do the jobs that are needed, but wise enough to back off and just let them do it. Um, it's picking up adages and, and, um, learning experiences like that, that I've admired the most and have remembered the most and looked up to in people. Uh, but ultimately, um, you know, somebody bought me a book years and years ago, um, which I think is my best business book, even though it's not a traditional business book. Um, it's the, the title of the book is everything I ever needed to know. I learned in kindergarten. And I believe that's, that's the way to live. And that's, you know, do unto others as you would have others do unto you take a nap every day, treat people well, um, and, and good things happen. And, uh, that's, that's pretty much what I believe in. Not, not people in particular. I've always joked that if people want to go back to school, they should go back to kindergarten. Cause that's, that's the truth. That's where it all happens. You know, if you have a drink tonight and you run into like your younger version, say, years old and based on all of the roads you travel all the wisdom that you've accumulated over time if you could give your younger version one piece of advice what would you say to that version find your passion and then go with it um you know what 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 lets you sleep well at night because of the way you acted that day to yourself and to others um and what what makes you excited so that the first thing you want to do in the morning is do it again um or do it better um but just just you know be be where you are doing what you love doing. Um, you know, again, trite phrases are are just that, um, but there's some meaning to them that you know never you know do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. That's that's the truth. And and again, the, the for the younger version of myself, you know, I would have would have said the same thing. You know, when I um, when I took that first job teaching high school mathematics and spent three years doing that until I found out my real path was in the business world. Um, in creating and owning my own businesses, um, you know, it, it's really just find, finding what, what really gets you going. For me, that's what it was. So let's hone in on that a little bit. Every day you wake up, you look at your day, what you're doing with your life, what's going to happen. What do you look forward to the most? What drives you? What drives me is talking to potential customers and also the customers we already have and finding out what their challenges are, what I can do better to support their success and, and their tomorrow or their today. Um, but, but learning, you know, I learn every day from our customers. We have an interesting product, which is used by very creative people and some people that aren't creative at all, but are just mechanical or just have a business sense of how they want to grow something um, to increase the, the quality of their lives, their families' lives, their employees' Um, and so we, we are in a, in a very good space right now where I learn more from my customers, I think, than they learn from me when they buy our products. 
Um, sure, we teach them how to use it. We teach them how to be successful with the wall printer or the floor printer, which are our, our two main products that we sell to put people in business providing those services. But ultimately, the services they provide locally to residential customers, to schools, to hospitals, they're encountering people who have a need for this artwork or signage or um, some type of display um, on the wall of whether it be a museum, a school, a hospital, a dentist's office, somebody's home. Um, whatever it is that they want and, and how they want it applied on what surface, um, you know, and that's what excites me the most. That's what interests me the most um, is the ability to learn every day. Um, sometimes it's through our own practice and our own um, discovery of what these machines are capable of doing. And sometimes it's just from the needs of our customers. But but being able to learn something each day and have that learning uh, result in uh opportunity for our customers and satisfaction of delivering a good quality product to their customers, um, you know, that's that's the best day. You know, the one thing that's always fascinated me about business leaders is that, you know, there's always this importance on success and, you know, you got to succeed. But failure is also a big learning tool. It's a big part of it. So if you had a pie chart and you could kind of break down the importance of success and failure in your path as a businessman. How would that look? Well, I totally agree with you. I mean, they one could, you know, again, trite phrases um, <laughs> included here, uh, not how many times you fall down, but how many times you get up. Um, so if you have 100, 100 times, but 49 times you fall down, but twice you get up, as long as the last one is one that you got up from, um, you know, you're okay. Um, you're still moving forward. You still have opportunity. Um, so, so yeah, I've had I've had what I call um, uh, lesser successes or learning experiences, um, rather than looking at those things as failures, because you have to try to take something away from everything. Whether it's that you got in bed with the wrong company, product, partner, um, marketing situation, whatever it is um, you did or did not do, um, you have to take away from that. And so, uh, there's nothing more important than taking away um, from from those learning experiences. Um, even more so, I think, than, than just knowing what you've done correct and doing it again. You know, we keep looking for the, for the success story in our customers and then trying to backtrack that into, well, how did we find that customer and how can we find more just like him or her? And so that's a, that's a daily chore today is to find that. But, but as far as the people who then didn't succeed, you know, we learn as much from them too. You know, what was their expectation for our product? Um, we, we, we provide a, an inkjet printer that pr provides near photo quality. Well, we learned early on that the people we thought were our best customers, uh, people in the signage and printing business, weren't really the best customers because they had an expectation of near photo quality artwork that they can get from their $150,000, $200,000 flatbed printing machines. And here we have a $30,000 vertical printing machine that is an inkjet printer that sprays um, ink onto wall surfaces like stucco or brick or metal or glass. Um, and yes, you can get fine text out of it, but sometimes the images aren't as perfect as what you'd see on your phone or on your computer screen. And so so the, the audience is really people who are looking for artwork on walls, not necessarily looking for this photo reproduction that they could see on their phones um, or from those expensive types of printing machines that are out there. Um, so again, these, these types of learnings of who our customers are, what makes them successful. Um, these are all more important, just as important from our failures, allowing us to focus in on what will make us more successful and what will make our customers more successful. 
So, Paul, at the end of the day, what are you the most proud of that you've done in your life? What, what is it that brings you the most pride? Well, the relationships. I mean, that's a really easy, easy question to answer. Um, you know, my relationships stem back from grade school um, on a personal level. On a business level, from the first, I'm still trading Christmas cards and birthday wishes with people that I've been in business with that I've worked for or have worked for me, um, you know, for something like 50 years now. Um, and so uh, what I'm happy about at the end of the day is that I can go home. Um, my family has a nice house to live in. Um, we, my dogs are fed and that, uh, I can sleep well at night and that I can get up, as I said earlier, um, I can get up and uh, the next day and be excited about going into the office and seeing who my next customer is going to be. Everyone has a perception of you, your family, your friends, your clients, but ultimately you are the one in control of your life. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Well, I think I'm, I'm honest. I think I'm transparent. I think what you see is what you get. Um, uh, you know, I like to think that um, uh, people know me as somebody that they can rely on. Um, uh, I could be a trusted resource. Um, I don't necessarily look for people who are just going to buy my products or want to come over for dinner that night. You know, I, I like I like people to think that they can uh, they can rely on me for something that they might need that has absolutely no no intrinsic benefit to me per se, but because they, they view me as somebody that uh, that will be honest with them and that will have their interest at heart. Um, it's really important to listen to people. You know, calls like this, you know, you want to learn more from my background and perspective, so I talk a lot. Um, but at the same time, listening to other people, understanding what their needs are, what their hopes and dreams are. And if I can be a little bit of part of that or, or pushing them in a direction um, in that uh, tra- journey of theirs, you know, that's, that's all that really matters. What has been one of the best fan letters, client responses that you've ever gotten over your career and the products, whether it's now or in the past, that you've serviced? To be totally frank about that, um, and it's an easy question again to answer, it actually happened from my, um, from my three years of high school teaching right out of college, that 20 years after the fact, and I won't go into the long story of how he tracked me down, but one of my students tracked me down who became a, a teacher um, in New Jersey. I, I'm from New York, um, and he had run for Congress there. Um, and uh, it was the last day of teaching, and uh, <clears throat> one of his students had come into his office and wishing him a good summer uh, at the end of the school year in June. Um, right before their summer vacation and got to talking with that teacher and asked them, you know, they had a good time in his class and what made him want to be a, a teacher. And uh, he said, you know, I never, I never ever reached out to the person who was instrumental in that. And after those two students left his office, he went and he tracked me down 20 years later. And I had moved on not only out of state from New York to Florida, um, but also through about a half a dozen different business and career changes and um, he found me, and we had a conversation, and, and he basically thanked me for putting him on the path that he took. And that was probably the most satisfying, if you want to call that a fan letter or a fan phone call. Um, it certainly was, and we remained in touch after that. Paul, hey, thank you for opening up. Thank you for, for giving me a window into your past and your world and your business. And before we get off, let's get into the good business here. If anyone wants your product, anybody wants to know more about you and what you're doing, where can they go? 
Well, number one, let me tell you, uh, let me say thank you for the opportunity to talk with you and your audience. I don't necessarily want these things to be a sales pitch for my current company. I'm always happy to talk to people. And if I can provide any type of insight or any type of, um, if not counsel is the right word, but um, just if anybody does want to chat with me, um, LinkedIn is the best way to reach me. They could easily search Paul Barron and I'm sure find me and see my background. I'm, I'm pretty transparent there as well as every other instance that we've discussed here. Um, so they can find out if they want to connect with me. I'm happy to do that. Um, if they really are interested in the wall printer and the journey specific to this uh, business venture, they can go to thewallprinter.com. Um, and there's plenty of information there. 15 or 30 seconds of their lives so they will see a video of what the wall printer does and they can learn everything that there is to know about this product and then if they want to know more they can certainly fill out a contact form on the website and i'd be happy to be in touch with them beautiful paul hey thank you good luck with everything i appreciate it all right thank you for your time i wish you the best and happy holidays thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with joe domino where we cover the world of art literature business spirituality and music from around the globe if you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.